Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1998 here in Asheville. For over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments while following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at drkings.com. Or find select products at your local health food or drugstore, Earth Fair, CVS, and Walgreens. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at drkings.com, Kindle, or Amazon.com. Welcome to The Healing Revolution. Welcome back to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. So good to be back, Mike, side with you, Kimo Sabi. And uh, did you have a nice 4th of July? No, I had a great 4th of July. You know, why aim for just average or good or nice when you can go for great? You know, it's where we aim. You know, it's kind of, you know, our life is not necessarily what, you know, just happens to us. It's what we cultivate. You know, it's like a garden. You know, we yeah. got to take care of it. And if we weed it and fertilize it and nurture it and till it and keep it, you know, working for us, the garden produces beautifully. And yeah. but if we don't, you know, weeds take over and it chokes out the good stuff. And, you know, we got a lousy garden and and say, oh, I don't want to do this next year. <laughs> and nobody. How do we want to do That's what ends up how our lives end up working, you know, working out if we don't cultivate it. If we don't proactively work on life, life will work on you. And it doesn't work so good that way. So we want to, you know, the healing revolution is all about learning how much control we really have over our lives if only we knew the power that we have in our lives if there is one message that i think is the most important of all the messages related to the our health and our quality of life is this one message if we just grab this one thing this will change us to the good you know forever and that is that we have Ready? Right. You got your pen ready there, Randy? I'm ready. Uh, All right. And uh, what we have more power over our life than we could ever realize. You know, we've ever realized in the past. And the, the message here in the healing revolution is all about learning to discover and, and uh, the powers that we have within us, not only to heal and be healthy and to be whole, but the powers to take our life overall to a whole new level. That, that is, you know, the amazing thing about the, you know, the healing revolution. You know, you can go ahead, Randy, you go about to say something, man. Well, it, it, it's, you're, you're moving right into the topic for today that we uh, got to, into last week uh, big time was empowering the human spirit. And here we are uh, going to continue that. And, and you said before we went on the air today, you said, I could talk about that one for the rest of my life. And, and I, I hear where you're coming from. It is. There's so much empowerment. There's so much potential. You know, this this is the game changer for all of us. And, you know, if we really want 
to create and or that our golden years be really golden. You know, now we need to grab this message. Heck, you know, I'm only 65 years old. I mean, I'm just figuring stuff out from my 40 plus years now of practicing natural health care. And I'm just starting. I'm getting more buzzed, more high on life. You know, we all want to be high, right? I guess, you know, it'd be, it's nice to be high, better than being low. And, you know, we do have that choice. And the choice is there within us. You know, I, you know really to help bring this home, I this was probably over 40 years ago, I heard this story about a wise man. And the wise men found the answers to life. This wise man, uh, in this lifelong search, discovered the answers to life, to health, to the pursuit of happiness, to uh, success and wealth and riches. And so he was discussing this with God you know, or higher power, if you would, that he was very concerned that if all this knowledge that he had gained about these this access to, you know, health, wealth, and well-being, uh, and successes and riches, if this all got into the wrong hands, that this could just destroy the world. It can hurt a lot of people. You know, it can destroy our environment. It can be, you know, people that get this knowledge, this power, and they get this power and they misuse it. It would be devastating. It's that powerful. It is that powerful. And so he was asking God, he says, you know, I thought they have written this all out and all this, but gosh, where do I hide this? Where do I put this power? Where can I, where could it be safe? You know, because when the word gets out, you know, to even with the right people, the wrong people will get it. And uh, he was very, very perplexed and concerned, and he didn't have the answer with all his wisdom that he had gained. And he was asking God, and God said, uh, "Son," he says, "I've already taken care of all this." He says. God, what what do you mean you've taken care of all this? He says, well, I have actually put this in a place that is guaranteed to be safe from getting into the wrong hands, into the wrong hearts, into the wrong minds of people. And he says, what do you, how, what do you, what is this? Tell me more. And so God speaks in more detail about, he says, I put this in a safe place, in a most, a very sacred place, that only those who grow in purity of spirit, in purity of heart, in wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you know, these, it's, it's in a sacred place within the sanctuary of the human being. I went, Wow. Hmm. And so the wise man goes on and uh, asks more. Tell me more about. Well, you can only find these answers when you have that purity of spirit and purity of heart. And it's inside each and every one of us to be used as we mature, as we develop, as we create the inner qualities and the inner characters to be able to contain the such power. And the wise man went, Wow. And he says, son, that's why you have found it, because you have reached that place. And that 
is what the healing revolution really is all about. That is where we begin to tap in into uh, these powers and begin to be able to utilize these powers. And that's really maturing. That's helping us where we need to be wanting and we're looking to grow, to be whole, to be complete, not just to have money and power to lord over people. Never may it never be. It's about tapping into this power to, where we seek health and wellness, wholeness. And with that comes abundance of many, many things. With that, you know, we come and we become abundant in our giving. We become abundant in thinking what is appropriate technology and what is inappropriate technology. Now we have understanding about the world, about life about health and well-being and understanding so that we then invent things that are good for not only good for people, but they are good for the earth. They're good for the world. We begin to establish that appropriate technology, if you will. We begin to create things that create that abundance and beauty and wholeness in all of us where we're growing in more love we're growing with greater peace greater we're growing to develop the joy as we talk about how where's your love meter at you know the love i'm not talking about you know a physical, just a physical love here, you know, of some kind, uh, an erotic love of some kind. I'm talking about all love, you know, the love of life, the love of God, if you will, the love of people, the love and the passion for caring and being a good steward of the earth. I'm talking about the love, you know, that we sacrifice even ourselves for a greater good. You know, that we learn and develop and grow in this love so that we will prevent us from doing the wrong things just for money. You know, you know, you know, for the love of money. Oh, no, that's not. They said, you know, money. Somebody said to me is the money is the root of all evil, you know, and they said, well, actually, the scripture there is not that it's the love of money. And so we got to learn about putting our love in the right places, you know, you know, looking for love in all the right places. How about that? There you go. You know, that's where we really want to grow. And I want to talk a little bit here as we move on to this, where we learn how to grow our love. We learn how to cultivate our love. We learn how to build the you know, an abundance of love. You know, that's what, you know, this first essential of the book, The Healing Revolution, is all about empowering the human spirit that we've been talking about. Empowering the human spirit is about awakening these kind of qualities and characters within ourselves. And I do want to share uh, a little bit about this because, you know, this is about health. And this is where health, I found the greatest power of health really comes from. It comes from within us. You know, it comes from what is it that creates health? Really? What is it? And you know, let's think about that for a minute and understand what is health? Health can be said, oh, it's the absence of symptoms. Yeah, that's true, but it's so much more. And once we get beyond and in our process of trying to get over the symptoms, we find that it's about, you know, adding qual more quality, more life to us. 
that these all mean the same. They're deeply interconnected, and that is health, life, and light. I like these three words to really help us understand what health really is. And if we understand that great health really is a byproduct of living a fulfilling and great life. And great health is something that, you know, we can best understand by the quality of life. But how do we do the quality of life? And it's the light. It's how we crank up. Remember, rheostats, they still make those, don't they? Oh, yeah, the dimmer switch in the dining room. There you go. Yeah, you know. Oh, you got it in one of those, I take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, dim the lights. Okay, yeah, let's the dim wine. the lights. Yeah. And here we go. And, uh, you know, that's one kind of love. That's called eros love. Yes, yes. There's a, uh, like a, where Philadelphia comes from, brotherly love, if you would, in, this, in a broad sense of loving, pure love of people, if you would. You know, that's the phileo love. Okay, and and so on. There's many types of love, which we'll get into. Actually, I've found so far, oh, about 15 different types of love. 15. 15. And, you know, there's, and that's a, probably we have to be another show, but I just want to warm our hearts to this. And, and to say that when we start looking for love in all the right places, we begin to discover love. We learn to, learn to how about love ourselves? What was it? It says, first of all, when is physician, first, heal thyself. Because it's an important thing to, for a physician to walk through a healing experiences. And to the measure I have found, as I've been educated physicians for many years, I teach license renewal seminars for many, many years to practitioners. And one of the things that I've discovered is that the greatest doctors are the ones that have had serious health problems that they've had to learn to overcome themselves. And those who have learned to first heal thyself, if you will, Hippocrates, the Hippocratic Oath, if you would, you know, Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, you know, was, you know, physician, heal thyself is because now you're equipped when you've walked that out personally, you're equipped to better understand the suffering of others. You're better equipped to understand and be able to provide wisdom to other people that are suffering in their health. And so I, I love that point of view. And, uh, and I would say, yes, physician, heal thyself. But I would say people, lo- learn to love thyself. Learn to love yourself. Because as you learn to love yourself, we find that is really a foundation that you have within you. Your love meter starts to fill up. You have more love than you need and there this things like love, peace, joy, happiness, these are all things that we can generate within ourselves, just like we generate healing. And when we learn to generate these empowerments of life, we begin to see how that heals us, how that restores us, how that makes us a more whole being, makes us a more complete being. And when we learn to love ourselves, we have more than enough within us to do what? 
to share and help others. You know, it's like the airplane we talk about. If the airplane's going down, I don't know how much good this is, but, you know, it, when the airplane's going down, it's, you know, what are they, and those little oxygen masks drop out of the above? And what do we do? Do we put it on the, the two children on each both sides of us first? Would that be the place where would you want to go? You, 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 I fell for this, you know. Yeah, yes, you yeah. put it on the children first. No, you put it on yourself first. Yes. And that makes perfect and, sense. And why? You think, well, first, you think that's selfish. No. But it's second, deeper thought here. Oh, yep. I must be able to take care of me, in a sense, get my act together so then I can better help other people. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the same is true in the healing revolution. We are first, you know, we are to heal ourselves. We are to work. The more we learn how to heal ourselves, the more we are now equipped with the substance to be able to help and heal other people. That is the healing revolution. That is how we say if, if first, you know, empower Empowering the human spirit is the first of the eight essentials to you know to abundant life and health, and that's what the book is all about. That's what we found in our forty years of teaching patients about natural healing. Is when they the more they got, the more they're able to give, and that is the beautiful principle here. As we start to understand the principles of of health. We also see that it's inseparable to the principles of life, and it's inseparable to the principles of light. What's light got to do with it? Well, you know, it's like, what's love got to do with it? (laughs) You know, what light has to do with it is, you know, what is it that dissipates and destroys and takes away the darkness in this world? It's light. Here we go. And so you can't fight darkness with darkness. It doesn't work. You know, you hurt yourself. (laughs) And, you know, it's by turning on the light is what dispels the darkness in our lives. And the same is true within us as we understand that this deep interconnection between health, life, and light are so valuable. They're valuable tools. So how do we really destroy disease? Disease is like the darkness. And so we destroy that by cranking the light up, cranking the quality of our life up. You ever notice people that are so vibrant in life? They're so full of energy. They're so, you know, they have that abundance about them that just just bubbles over. And that bubbling over is catchy, isn't it? Absolutely. You get kind of a person like that can come into a room where there it's, you know, Debbie Downer's been talking and everyone's kind of down and all of a sudden Miss Bubbles comes in. And bubbling out with life and love and passion and for people and giving it out like free here, you know, and just sharing and just lift the room up. Take that wet, heavy blanket off, you know, the party. And all of a sudden the party's alive and and happening. With positive energy. Yeah. And so – that is what we're talking about here. That's what we can cultivate within us. That's what we create. We talked about how we are creative beings. We create stuff. But look around us. You know, we create as We talk about the cars and roads and buildings and computers and so on and so on and so on. And we create. But all that, we've got creative power. 
But that's just putting it out to the outside of us. The healing revolution is about now learning how to first turn that creative power on on the inside of us, where we begin to create and cultivate a great life on the inside, one that grows and develops wholeness and empowerment to people that we can begin to overcome disease with this. We turn the light on on the inside of us, and the disease and the darkness dissipates. You know, we turn on and crank up that power, that brilliance. Turn the light up, honey. (laughs) You know, and all of a sudden, we see that we're radiating with this. We realize how much power we really have. And I haven't found that light, you know, in in the switch. It only goes so high. But in real life. Yeah, I keep seeing the finding I can turn it brighter and brighter and brighter where it's all of a sudden, whoa, am I you know, cranking my life, the quality of my life up to a higher level? I'm learning to how to live life on a higher plane. I'm learning how to love life in a greater way. I'm learning how to have abundances of things like life, love, peace. Joy, you know, happiness, passion, you know, these things begin to grow and grow. And they're so multidimensional and they grow in such depths and dimensions that it creates, you know, a, a harmony within, a beauty within. And I'm learning to love life at a whole new level. That, Randy, is what we're talking about in The Healing Revolution. Empowering the human spirit. That's the topic today with Dr. Frank King on The Healing Revolution. Dr. King's flagship farm is now open for tours. Located in Leicester, North Carolina, 15 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's tour promotes soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with a variety of animals, including bison, African Watusi, elk, camels, deer, and yak. Feed milking camels and see rare white bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. To make your reservations or for questions, please visit carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Welcome back to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King and the topic today, Empowering the Human Spirit. Uh, Dr. King, I'm so glad that somewhere along in my late teens, I heard and read and was introduced to this theory of love that you're talking about. Uh, It actually came to me through a a mentor, a a boss that hired me, and he turned that light bulb on for me. Mm. And it made a tremendous difference in my life. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. My my teenage years were a long time ago. But it's it's enabled me to live uh, a, a life of looking at the glass half full to uh, making the attitude of the plane upward shooting for the moon and if you missed you landed in the treetops and that's a good place to be you know the list goes on and on of the positives 
uh, finding that love factor. You know, it's it's so interesting. Uh, whenever I see people uh, of age that impress me, and I always ask, you know, what's going on? What do you have? What's so special? Yeah. And I see somebody in their 80s that's got life going on for them. You know, they really have something special in their lives. To me, that's things, and when I find those secrets in people, and I always ask, and I've have hundreds of these type of people that I've, I've grabbed onto, and many of them I've held onto to have them mentor me. Not some young buck that seems to be making something happen alone, something like that. But anybody that creates something of positive substance, I want to learn from them sure. something. But it's those ones that have, have done this for a long time. It has passed, not just uh, the test of of time and adversity. Those that have gone through that and still have it, you know, is amazing. I love the movie that, what was it called, Unbroken? And it was about this world-class track star and uh he was pretty much picked to win the gold in the olympics and then i think it was world war ii happened (laughs) and uh and in that he was taken prisoner and obviously the prison guards and everybody knew who this was and because uh, he was a track star, already, you know, and uh, so they did things and they busted his feet up and mm. did things and made him still run on broken feet and, mm. and things where he first ran and he beat all the guards, you know, <laughs> and so around the prison camp. And then and but he, they just tortured this man to break him. And guess what? He chose not to be broken. And and even though, yeah, he couldn't come back and he was not able after the war, you know, to come back and, you know, win, you know, the gold medal. Uh, But he was still his spirit was not broken. And so it's a power of choice and the power of choice. We have so much power in our choices that we make. And I do want to, uh, you know, think one of the inspirations for me when I was young and and getting into the natural healing, I went to this lecture by this guy. He had white hair. He was statuesque. I write about it in in my book, The Healing Revolution. And it was – but he spent the first 10 minutes speaking to us. In a very clear and distinct and powerful language of just so inspirational. In that whole first 10 minutes, he did this while he was standing on his head. And this guy was 80 years old. My goodness. 80. And he was standing on his head and speaking to us that for the first 10 minutes. Then he comes right up and, you know, continues on. And, you know, just I was really inspired by this guy. You know, he had muscles, he was muscular, and he was vibrant and alive and smiling and bringing forth, uh, forth a, a that abundant life that we were talking about here. And that's what he had. That's what he had that created the quality of health in him. It created something that was really special. And that man's name, I have all his books. It was Paul Bragg. And you'll see if you go into a health food store today, you'll still see some of his products like Bragg's Aminos and some things that he you know, developed. And so this was just an amazing person. 
and uh, and I've always found these type of mentors uh, through life. And I remember one fellow; his name was is, is was Phil. Phil is no longer with us, of course, but he drove up to our farm one day, and you know we lived on the farm at the time, and. He stopped in. Hi, my name's Phil, and he smiled. And he's a nice fellow. And normally, you know, people can I see the buff? You can see him from the road or something, and we'll look through. The, but he so impressed me, and such a warm and friendly and loving kind of person. In a, he had his wife with him. He's white haired, of course. He's probably in his upper seventies or maybe 80, you know low eighties at the time. And he had another. A couple similar age with him in the back seat. And I think he was driving a, one of those Jeep Cherokees or something at a time. So I eventually just said, you know what? Let's go walk or, you know, let's go uh, drive around if you don't mind. We'll drive on down and got there and I got some range cubes and we were you know, letting them hand feed the bison. And he says, uh, you, you know, and just it was such a positive person. And I found out later that Phil owned hundreds of stores and and he was uh in the auto parts business and phil was a very extremely successful person he had a summer a nice summer home right up here in the mountains and uh lived in florida in the in the winter and so in, in talking i said phil you know you're quite an amazing person and i'd love to hear what what was what's the secret what is it that you that has made you who you are today? And he he didn't hardly even blink an eye, and he said, "I love people." I went, "Really? Tell me more about that, Phil." And so he went on to say, "Just have finding a genuine love for people, and that just really has worked." And I think he thinks that's the if there was one thing that made him. Who he was today was his love for people. Now, I know a lot of people in business. It's a real challenge, especially the bigger you grow your business and the more people you have to deal with. You know, there's a lot of business people that end up getting bitter about people. And I was a saying we have here that, you know, the issues of life as we walk through them you know, will cause us to become either bitter or better, according to our attitude. And the higher we go in life, and the more people we have to deal with, comes along with this is more challenges. But Phil chose to not be bitter about, oh, you know, oh, HR and all the people and all the demands and the, and the things that people do. And, you know, just, to, you know, that can cause I've seen a lot of people go to the bitter side of life. But I think it's a choice to sure. always go to the better side of life. And, and that has helped me learn to understand people, some people that I'm ready to write off. And some relationships you need to write off. And we talk about it in the relationship chapter of the book. It's one of the essentials is our relationships, one of the essentials of life that, you know, that we do need to manage to make life really work for us. And, you know, we relationships can be healing and they can be hindering. Relationships can be toxic. And how do we turn 
relationships more into healing relationships. And I've always been challenged by that and love to, when I saw a challenge, to work with that challenge, to help people, to cultivate life in people. That is a doctor. That, I think, was one of the keys to creating so many great successes where we were known as people that we specialized in difficult cases. We were known as a clinic that, hey, if the Mayo Clinic didn't help you, if the Cleveland Clinic didn't help you, if the Pittsburgh Clinic didn't help you, okay, let's go to go see Dr. King. And that was something what grew our practice so much is because we took on those challenging cases and so and so many of those we helped significantly. And that led then to all of a sudden that one person came from this little town out in the middle of Pennsylvania somewhere and they traveled, you know, sometimes, you know, oh gosh, I think at one point over half of our patients in a, they did an analysis on our clinic because it was very successful. And they found that the, that 36% of our patients traveled over an hour drive one way to see us. That's a very rare statistic that you don't see in clinics. And so, you know, we help one person way out there in a small town in Pennsylvania, and then all of a sudden there's a van load of people coming from that town, you know, in in park there and that we saw and and so on. And that's how this that grew. But it was all about taking the time and the sacrifices to go in and really tap into people and some of these core things in people in uh, this healing revolution, that essential number one, empowering the human spirit. Where as yeah, they might have come to us uh, with a stomach problem and ulcers, but all of a sudden we healed that bitterness. You know, or whatever might be going on inside them, that nervousness. And we we helped that by getting to the causes. And all of a sudden, we found the causes could be this person had a lot of fear and worry. And that led to the digestive problems that was eating away at them. Or this person had so much bitterness in life that, yes, they, got, they took the gallbladder out. And that, you know, took care of some of the symptoms, but still have in so many people, oh, I've had my gallbladder out, but I still got a a lot of the stomach digestive problems. You know, that severe pain that bent me over, that sent me in, that's gone, but I still have the digestive problems. You can try to cut this out, but if you don't address the causes, you know, the, much of the things will will carry on. You know, just taking the gallbladder out, it's just like looking on your dashboard of your car and seeing that ugly, nasty red light that says oil on it, shining, bright, staring into your eyes, causing you to have a headache driving at night. And, well, I mean, it sounds silly, but it helps us remember with the difference between treating symptoms, which is a messenger, to, you know, treating causes. And that's the difference in the healing revolution. When we address the causes and we see, oh, the red light's on, it says oil. We're not here just to duct tape over the dashboard to cover that glaring red light that's bugging us or snip the wires, like taking the gallbladder out, the wire going to the red oil light. You can snip that. It goes away. 
wow, that's a miracle. No, it's not. So, you know, it could save a life temporarily, but we never fix the root causes behind the gallbladder dysfunction. And yes, the severe pain's gone, but the long-term digestive dysfunction is still there. So we must understand this is how we get to causes. And uh, one so, of the things that I've learned in this, uh, uh, Dr. King, is that uh, approaching life with a heart of gratitude mm-hmm. is is a real good starting place. Yes. We call it an attitude of gratitude. We also have so many names for these things because they mean something to us now. And that is, you know, our attitude will determine our altitude in life. And, you know, with that, uh, you know, I have a really beautiful, beautiful story. And uh, this is a story of Wilbur. And we call him Wilbur the Worrier. Oh, yes. I love your case studies. Uh, We talked last week, and and it was interesting as heck, but... Today we're talking about Wilbur the Worrier, huh? Yes, Wilbur the Worrier. Now, Wilbur was one of these very unique people, and I have to say that Wilbur the Worrier, the Worrier, he worried a lot. He was he was very dysfunctional in life. But Wilbur the War the Worrier became Wilbur the Warrior. And he learned how to overcome the causes behind his worries, behind you know, much of his dysfunction. And I want to start sharing this story about Wilbur. Please do. And, you know, Wilbur was, you know, very severely impaired in associations with people. His people skills was nil. Uh, he had started out with his parents. They didn't give him much confidence. Uh, you know, at all, they didn't work to really help his confidence. And, you know, in school, the kids just kind of kicked him to the curb and just said, you know, he's a weird guy. And this was back in the probably the mid-1980s. Uh, computers were coming strong. But Wilbur found at an early age with the first real computers coming out that he found his sanctuary, his his safe space, if you will, his special space where he found his world, Wilbur's world, was in computers. And he got into computers, and he really learned a lot about computers. But he had zero people skills. So a number of Wilbur's family were patients of mine. And so after some time, they were started telling me about Wilbur. He says, he is really a genius. You know, I was talking about how we're computerizing many of the diagnostics and different things in our clinic and wanting to computerize these in a new new way. And I don't know a lot about computers. But so his family talked me into interviewing Wilbur. And Wilbur was starving computer nerd, if you would. He had very little knowledge about people. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't really sell his gift to people very well. And so I was nervous about hiring him. And so we had a group meeting, and and people that knew more about computers were telling me, Wilbur does know what he's talking about here. He's kind of fidgety and shy, wouldn't look you in the eye. You know, he's like, he was so insecure. And he was worrying. He was really thin guy, probably maybe 115 pounds, 
maybe 120 pounds, and he was uh, so dysfunctional. I was really concerned about hiring this guy. I don't. He's not showing me any confidence here, and uh, but everyone said he really doesn't know what he's talking about. So we brought him on. We paid him, and also after a time, I said you know, I hired him to do some more work because I was pretty impressed with what he did. But you know, try to talk to Wilbur, and it was like talking to a doorknob. And so Wilbur was uh, really struggling, and but he had a lot of digestive problems, stomach problems, and he would throw up often. He would, you know, belch and like acids in his mouth, and he was just he had to excuse himself, and you know, he was really uh, quite a mess with his digestive system. So I said, Wilbur, you know, can I help you with this? And maybe we just don't worry about he didn't have any money. So I said, don't worry about paying me. If you want to do some stuff, you know, I want to do this pro bono. And if you want to trade some extra services, you know, we can work that out. But I want to help you. Are you okay with that? And he says, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And he was very, you know, uh, hard, difficult for Wilbur to make a decision when talking to people. And so I saw this great dysfunctional. He had like one f- semi-friend who was another computer nerd. and uh, and But that was it. You know, here's Wilbur. I think he's probably in his mid to upper 20s, and he has never had a girlfriend. You know, so no relationships. And I was really concerned about Wilbur, and my heart went out to Wilbur. And so we worked with him, and we started testing him on different things. And... Um, you know, and if we started testing him, I'd just show him a muscle test, real simple. I said, hold your arm up, let's see how strong you are. And he was fairly strong for a skinny guy. And so I'd have him say, just say, you know what, Wilbur, I just want to try something here. Really, you want to see, this is like a lie detector test. And I want you to say, I love my life. And say, he said, well, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I said, just try, huh? I don't even, I, can't, I don't know. It's hard to get it out. And I said, can you say it to yourself and just nod when you say it? Okay. Uh, it took about 20 seconds to finally get a nod out of him. And I tested him and he went totally weak. And he went, huh, what was that? <laughs> he says, you don't really love your life. Do you? Well, that's obvious. You know, and he's saying because his life is a mess. And, you know, he's, mm. and uh, he says, you know, how about this one? Can can you say say out loud? I want you to really practice trying to say this out loud, Wilbur. And we finally got him to start saying some things out loud. Say, I love people. Well, that's kind of hard, but I, mean, I love people. <laughs> and boom, he would go weak. And just that strong arm had turned to mush. And so I started, and he started getting his attention, you know, when you start seeing this. this I said, talk to him. This is like a lie detector test. It'll tell me what's working inside you and what's not. And when I know what's not working inside of you, we can start to fix those things. Would you be interested in fixing that? Learning to love people? Learning to love yourself? Well, yeah, I guess so. And um, so uh, say, I'm at peace with myself. And go weak. See, I'm at peace with people. You go weak. You know, and, and we just went on to say, I'm passionate about my life. We knew where that was going. Weak. And, you know, so we went through a bunch of things that we that he went weak on, such as uh, I want to live a fulfilling life. Weak. You know, uh, I see myself living a fulfilling life. Weak. 
He had no vision for his life. You know, he had no vision to fix this. He had a vision for working on computers. His interaction was with computer screens. He was fine with that. But he had an interaction with people. He had no skills, no confidence, no ability. So he couldn't really sell himself. And he couldn't sell his business, you know, to with something he can do where somebody would actually hire him. You know, and I took it on faith with, you know, his family and with people in our clinic that had more knowledge about computer realized as we dissected this, he had a lot of knowledge. So we that's how we got started with Wilbur. But we got started working and Wilbur had a great surprise. And that Wilbur began to say, you know, uh, you know, learning on how to build his life up. And once he started doing that, see, he had a lot of confidence privately with the computer, but nothing with people. But he, but when we started testing this, he started getting, whoa, he was like hungry, like a refugee child that hasn't ever had a full meal. You know, he was so hungry when he started tasting this stuff. And I started tapping, uh, you know, points and thumping his spine and programming these positive affirmations about things like, I love life and I love people and people love me. And, you know, and we started going into all these. I enjoy life. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy people. You know, and I love people and going on and on and all of a sudden and thumping this. And now we started getting some of these. When he said them, he stayed strong. And when he saw that, he went, wow, does that mean I really do love people now? Does that mean I enjoy people? Does that mean I love myself? I said, yes, it does. And we'll keep doing this. And you're going to, we're going to restore your life, Wilbur. We're going to get you back on track again. Yes, we used some remedies to help him with his digestion and all. But what really healed the core of his digestive problems, just like the person with the gallbladder infection, he got it, they got it cut out, but it still had the digestive problems because they didn't get to the causes. Now, we had some remedies to help with his digestion, some enzymes and some digestive aids and these things working for Wilbur to help him some. But when we started really fixing what he was really worried about, he worried. He was a worrier. He worried about everything. He worried about facing people. He tried to avoid people because he worried so much. He was just a worrywart. And so Wilbur's worrywart thing, you know, we started getting him some confidence and he started exercising that confidence. And as he did, and after this break, we're going to share some more about what happened in Wilbur's life. I can't wait. Uh, Dr. King, empowering the human spirit here on The Healing Revolution. By the way, you can communicate with Dr. King at THR, which stands for The Healing Revolution, THR at kingbio.com, and you can ask Dr. King anything you'd like on that email, and he'll respond to you. Hey, we're going to take a break and come back and talk a little bit more about Wilbur the Warrior. Yes. Dr. King's Natural Medicine features over 150 products specially formulated for everything that ails you, from allergies, memory loss and fatigue, to sports performance and sexual health. 
Dr. King's Natural Medicine has been providing safe, natural medicines for the entire family for more than 25 years. Dr. King's products have no known harmful side effects, no known negative drug interactions, and no known contraindications. Dr. King's natural medicine products include oral sprays, topical oils, and topical creams. Visit kingbio.com for Dr. King's full line of healing products. This is the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Dr. King, I'm kind of like Andy Griffith was around the boys, you know, when he'd tell those stories about the history, he'd make them, you know, can you can you help us? Can you tell us more, <laughs> Sheriff Taylor? I'm anxious to hear about Wilbur the Warrior now. You've, you've started to tell us about it. Yeah, so Wilbur really went through a fast, really quick. He's one of those people that took off because he had nothing to lose. He had no relationships to lose. <laughs> you know, he... He was, uh, but he had success working with computers, and he chose that we were able to turn that success or interfacing with the computer screens to success interfacing with people. And so he was very hungry. And the more hungry you are, the more dynamic the results will be. And so that's why we want to create a hunger for life. We want to create a passion for life. And, and, we, and that's what we did with uh, Wilbur. And so Wilbur, you know, we you know, went from, you know, things like, you know, I love my life and I love people and I love me and, um, you know, I'm at peace, you know, with my life. I'm at peace uh, with people. I'm at peace speaking to people, you know, uh, you know, I'm passionate about my life. Uh, I'm building a fulfilling life. I'm building a fulfilling business. And his business started taking off. Wilbur started exercising. And when, you know, his you know, communications with people. And as we built that and worked with that, and when he come back and he was, he'd be all, he'd have a whole list of things. Hey, Dr. King, can you test me for this? Can you test me for that? And he went on and on and on because when something didn't work, he wanted it to work. And so he went after it. And, and with that kind of hunger and going after things, you know, all of a sudden he'd come in and say uh, things like, uh, you know, I really want to be successful at what I do. So, you know, let me try this. I want to be successful. And he'd go weak. You know, he'd start going after this thing and thinking, how can I take this further? He saw it working with his communications with people, and he wanted his business to, of course, prosper. And so, you know, I enjoy success. You know, I love being successful. You know, I love making money. You know, you know, I want to make money. You know, and you'll find that wow, I didn't have the will for it. You know, and that went, he went weak for a lot of these, and so he started explaining to him, and he went, "Wow, this is so good." So he was really coming up with all these great proactive ideas himself as well. That's when we know I'm working with somebody that's going to have great, you know, results. And obviously, through this whole process, his digestive system healed up beautifully, and all of a sudden sudden all that digestive problem all those stomach issues that haunted him all his life really his mother would say oh wilbur always had a stomach problem he was always you know my tummy hurts you know and 
You know, so he was a kid who, you know, would have to excuse himself from the table and go throw up. And, you know, we hear him in the bathroom. And, you know, this was, he had severe uh, issues. But as we started to bring his people skills together and his love for life, his passion for life, you know, his passion for people, his love for people that he never had before because nobody gave him a chance. And so Wilbur transformed his life, transformed his health, began to gain weight again, began to put on weight, healthy weight. Uh, You know, he began, he went from this reserved recluse to this relentless reformer for life, you know, to uh, a fearful person, to a passionate lover of life, you know, and then it shifted. And what took away the fear? Not years. Oh, tell me more about your fear. Okay. No, no, no. It was about turning what the light on it's turning the light on again instead instead of worrying about all his fears and worries and really you know i said let's put you get you on purpose let's turn the light on what's the opposite of this and we started getting a love for life again a love for people and all these things that dispelled all the darkness uh, of the digestive problems all the darkness of his inability to communicate with people that dispelled all that stuff we didn't have to worry about focusing on the problem We had to just power up the causes. It was a lack of love, you know, in his life for himself, for others, you know, in passion. And we got that working. That was like the cranking up the rheostat that we're talking about. Cranked up the life in Wilbur where he went from the warrior to the warrior. Wilbur the warrior. The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Remember to visit uh, drkings.com for more information, podcasts, and uh, the book, The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Join us next week. Thank you. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to drkings.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best, so take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the healing revolution by visiting drkings.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter or email a question about your health to Dr. King at thr at kingbio.com. And join the healing revolution. Say you want a